Welcome to Coog's Talk Stock from WSU Extension, a science-based podcast about animal agriculture for those that raise food animals, those that are interested in learning how, and those that want to learn more about where their food comes from. Find us online at soundcloud.com forward slash Coog's Talk Stock. Hello, and welcome back to Coog's Talk Stock. I'm Sarah Dreger, a master's student in the animal science department here at WSU. Our episode today is with Andrew and Holly. These are two officers of the WSU Cooperative University Dairy Students, also known as CUDS. We had a technical issue with our mic when we recorded this, so please forgive any strange sounding audio in the episode. Um, It has been resolved for future episodes. So without further ado, I would like to welcome the CUDS president, Andrew, and Holly, the public relations chair. Can you please introduce yourselves and tell our listeners about your background, how you ended WSU, and ultimately the desire to earn a degree in animal sciences? Andrew, how about you go first? Yeah. So I'm Andrew Bartelheimer, the current CUDS president. Uh, I was vice president in Hurt Health last year. And so my background really is a dairy background. So my family has been dairy farming for, we're going on five generations now. So I'm the fifth generation on our dairy there. Um, and so I kind of knew I wanted to go into an animal science program so that I could go back to the dairy and work on the dairy there. Um, and I ended up at Wazoo because my older sister went here and I heard about the CUDS program. And that's a, a significant portion of what, you know, kind of pulled me to Wazoo here. Um, you know, the animal science degree is really so I can go back and run the dairy, you know, to the best of my ability and, uh, you know, just do a good job and do what's right and best for the cows. And Holly, what about you? Yeah, um, I'm Holly. I'm from Redmond, Washington. Um, I decided I wanted to go into animal sciences um, during high school. Um, I took an anatomy and physiology class and we kind of, you know, got into exploring physiology. And I decided that I kind of wanted to do veterinary, um, which is what drew me to Washington State um, because I've heard so much about, you know, the veterinary school here. I'd also heard about the bear program, CUDS, um, just so many opportunities here for getting experience and hands-on in animal science. Um, yeah, I visited, I fell in love with the atmosphere and ultimately just set my heart on Pullman. Awesome. So can you tell us each a little bit about your roles in the co-op? Yeah. So as president, um, I kind of just work to coordinate all the members. So we have each member has a different chair. And so like uh, in the last two years, I was hurt health. So I was dealing with vaccinations and working with the vets and treating any sick animals that we had. But this year, my role has kind of stepped back from those cows in terms of you know, my chair position. Now that I'm the president, it's more managing the chairs and making sure that, you know, the work that each chair is doing is complementing all the other chairs. So trying to make sure that those chairs fit together and uh, end up giving us the best result possible. Yeah. And then for me, my work is a lot more behind the scenes. Um, I run the Instagram and the website. So I work a lot with like increasing CUDS presence and, you know, letting people know about what we do and what we stand for, um, helping with kind of recruiting new members in the fall. Um, and then some other things are like, it's my responsibility to organize team bondings. So like bonfires, um, kind of potluck meals, that kind of thing. Um, I've got some ideas planned for that coming up. And then we're also trying to figure out some fundraiser opportunities um, so we can 
also increase Ked's presence and get people to kind of figure out what we're about. And then we have some field trip opportunities that we have coming up that I will also be working on organizing and working alongside Dr. Adams Progar to get those set up. And Amber is their um, advisor. But so can you guys tell us a little bit more about CUDS and just things like how many members you have, um, how people can get in contact if they're interested in joining individual responsibilities, just kind of day-to-day stuff in CUDS? Yeah. So overall, right now we have 14 members, but it you know varies. I think we've had as low as 12 and you know, we can go, I think, up to like 16 to 18 members. We try not to go too much more just because then it gets a little hectic trying to manage everyone. But uh, if anyone's interested in joining, they can look at our website. If you just Google Cuds of WSU, it'll pop right up. Usually it's the first result. And Holly can talk more about where to find us besides our website. Um, on a day-to-day basis, individuals, so all the members have to take a couple of shifts a week. And that's just doing, you know, day-to-day housekeeping and animal husbandry type stuff. So cleaning pens, feeding animals, checking on the cows, make sure they're all healthy, that kind of thing, uh, even milking the cows. And then, uh, you know, we just kind of work together, make the management decisions. And so on top of the day-to-day stuff, each member, like I said earlier, has a chair. And so they specialize in something, whether it's herd health, milk quality, finances. We kind of have every uh, something for everyone. You know, Even if they're not in animal science, we have finance stuff. And so, you know, that's kind of what it looks like. Um, you know, and like I said, Holly can talk more about where to find us and how to get in contact. Yeah. As far as joining, um, we have, um, we'll start posting a lot more about it during the fall, but we'll have um, interviews. So protect, prospective members can come and talk with us. We'll ask them a few questions and see if what would make them a good fit for CUDS. Um and people can find out more of that information about us by, like Andrew mentioned, visiting our website. We have our Instagram. We're also trying to branch out to things like TikTok um, to help reach out to some more people and help them figure out kind of what their responsibilities might be and how much experience they could get from joining CUDS. So being that you guys are students and we're not all professionals, um, if everyone's like holding a chair, like you said, like maybe a milk quality chair, does that person like make all the decisions or how does working together look? Yeah. So a lot of the day-to-day decisions are made by individual chairs. So if we have a cow that has mastitis, for instance, the milk quality chair makes a decision on you know how to treat that cow and with what. But if it gets to a point where they're not sure if they want to treat this cow, you know, say the disease progressed or you know, it's just not producing enough milk. That kind of goes to the group to make those larger decisions of, you know, calling animals or purchasing things over $500. That kind of stuff goes to the group, but small day-to-day management decisions, um, treating a disease or, you know, recording finances, ordering a slightly different, um, you know, uh, version of a drug, like the drugs record supplies chair, that kind of thing can be managed by the chair. And so, you know, New members start in January and I'd say 95% of them have no dairy experience. And by the time spring break rolls around, so in two and a half months, they're now trained up and we say they're, you know, the foremost expert in their field when it comes to their chair. Yeah. And some of those um, responsibilities and treatments get delegated out to people who are on the shifts. So the chair will decide what needs to be done and how it should be done in collaboration with everyone else. And then whoever's working can help get that done. 
Yeah, and being dairy animals, you're not finishing these animals. Like um, the last two episodes we had were with cougar cattle feeders and the student swine co-op where they're trying to finish animals. What kind of challenges or perks come along with the more long-term style of management? Yeah, so, you know, some of the perks is you get to, if you're in cuds long enough, you kind of see calves that, you know, you watch a calf get born and you deal with it, you bottle feed it. And you watch it just go up and then you'll see it enter the herd. And that's been really rewarding for me to see these you know, animals that you've raised start entering the herd and be producing cows. Um, you know, the downsides like you, I think, are kind of hinting at is that it is year round. We don't get to just stop for the summer or stop for the fall because we harvest the animals. So um, that does prevent challenges. So usually summer coverage is not much of an issue, but it's the Christmas break coverage that tends to be a little bit of a challenge. Um, We can have as low as four people a week, which means each person goes out to the dairy every single day. And that's, yeah, it can get a little hectic, but we definitely manage. Um, So how many cows do you guys manage? We kind of skipped over that. Yeah, right now we're milking 35 Holsteins. And then we've got another uh 25 to 40 heifers. I can't remember the exact number, but usually it's about equal parts cows and heifers. How do you make those management decisions on who to keep and as calves and turn into milking animals? And who, how do you decide who to cull? Yeah. So culling decisions are made as a group. Um, the, deci- you know, the cows to cull are brought up by members. So each member, any member in the group can bring up culling a cow we then would discuss it as a group in our meetings. We have meetings twice a week. And so that's where we make a lot of these big decisions like culling an animal or uh, euthanasia. If we have to consider that, that's made as a group. Uh, if it's kind of an emergency case, we have a like messaging system we can use so that we can get answers faster. But any kind of big picture decisions we make as a group and then you know, small stuff is kind of done uh, on a chair-by-chair basis. And so... Things like breeding decisions are done by our sire selection chair, but then most of the time what they'll do is do the research on it, bring a bunch of you know what they consider to be the best options to the group as a whole, and then at the meetings we'll make you know further decisions on that topic. We also work alongside some faculty members who can help give some a little extra advising if need be, but for the most part we make most decisions ourselves as a group. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, CUDS has been around a lot longer consistently than Cougar Cattle Feeders and the Student Swine Co-op both had more recent restarts. So CUDS has been running consistently for a lot more years. So they have quite a good system worked out. How closely do you guys work with the WSU Dairy? Your animals are there, but how does that work? Yeah, and so this is somewhat of a challenge. So CUDS and the Not Dairy Center have completely separate finances, but yet our feed is purchased together. We're obviously on their facilities. Our milk goes into the same tank. And so that's where things get uh, somewhat challenging, I suppose you could say, is trying to figure out how we figure this stuff out. And so the way we've worked around it is Cuds pays KDC rent for the facilities, for materials we use, um, for any labor they provide for us. And so we also use daily milk weights, and that's how we separate, you know, in the tank of 20,000 pounds of milk, you know, how much is CUDS, how much is KDC? Well, we have a computer that records it as it's coming out of the cow, so we know how much is from 
cuds and how much is from KDC. And so, you know, we work really closely with KDC and are constantly working with the farm manager, Selena, and she's been a great resource for us. You know, so if any members have any questions on something with their chair, you know, they usually end up going to her and asking for just a little bit of guidance if they need it. And so, you know, it really is a mutually beneficial relationship between Cuds and KDC. So they provide us facilities and labor and just organizing where we're getting our feed from and all that stuff. In return, Cuds kind of brings a unique aspect to the dairy that has kind of helped um, bolster Ferdinand's position and increase sales there. And that then goes back and really helps KDC financially as well. I think the biggest uh, struggle is communication, but we've pretty much streamlined the process. We do our shifts back to back with them. So we'll see a lot of the KDC workers and be able to mention anything that we need to talk about with them and just ensure that everything runs smoothly. Um, But for the most part, yeah, we've managed to work pretty well with them. So you mentioned that your milk goes all into the same tank. So is your milk sold to Ferdinand's or do you sell to Knott's and then they forward it to Ferdinand's or how does that happen? Yeah, so we market probably 90% of our milk to Ferdinand's and then over breaks, if Ferdinand doesn't have labor and can't take the milk for that reason, then they'll have Dairy Gold come in and pick it up sometimes. Um, But we just market it straight to Ferdinand's or Dairy Gold, depending. We don't market it to KDC. So we just market our 10,000 pounds of milk a day or whatever it is. uh, And then KDC markets their milk, but it usually ends up in the same truck. Very interesting. I love myself some Ferdinand's. My office is right next door, so I go there all the time. But earlier you guys mentioned that you guys get to go on some trips and conferences. What kind of other opportunities does Cuds um, offer to its members? Um, Well, we try and visit um, a variety of different kind of dairy facilities. Um, We have like a commercial one that we usually plan to go to so we can see like the really automized milking systems and, you know, um, we'll open it up to CUDS members to mention if there's any facilities that they want to see or any specific procedures that they want to experience. Um, and then we'll also try and go to a smaller facility as well. So we can kind of see that variety of different management methods. Um, but yeah, we also have the dairy conference, which we, um, members will go to that and, yeah, it's really, I mean, members can bring up specific ideas of places they would want to go to, and we put our best effort to try and make that happen. Yeah, these um, co-ops really seem to benefit their members and really do a lot of team building as well as professional development. Um, they're such a great resource for students. I did Cougar Cattle Feeders, but Cuds was always very involved too. So what's been your guys' favorite part of participating in Cuds? I'm still relatively new, but I've really enjoyed like just how hands-on and like I've already learned so much in the two and a half months that I've been here. Like I kind of touched on earlier, I had no previous dairy experience. Um, I came into CUDS just with a fresh set of eyes, had never had that hands-on opportunity. And I already have just, I mean, I've gotten checked off on all my shifts. So I know how to milk. I know how to check for heats. Um, give shots, all that kind of stuff. And I never would have expected to just learn that much in such a short amount of time. Yeah, I'd have to say my favorite part, you know, besides the cows, the cows are always awesome, uh, would be 
So I come from a dairy background. You know, I have a lot of experience working on dairy farms, but not really in the management side of things. And so, you know, I know how to milk a cow and I know how to drive a tractor, but making those behind the scenes management decisions has been, I think, my most favorite part of CUDS. And then, you know, past the learning that CUDS provides, um, probably the my most favorite part would be the people and some of the relationships. So it's it's a lot of fun. You know, we get to go to these conferences and so by running a dairy with these 13, 14 other people, you really get to know them and you work with them all the time. You see them. And so you can't really have any beef or disagreements. You just figure it out and it ends up forming these really nice close relationships. And that's, that's been a nice part, especially during this whole pandemic and COVID thing where most everything got separated. You know, we still had to work on the dairy. And so you still got to get that little bit of interaction. Yeah, like Andrew said, um, we haven't had many opportunities quite yet because we're just starting the year, but we will have a lot of team bondings, which is just things to look forward to, barbecues, that kind of thing, just to become closer. And I feel like that helps us work better together as well. So So you mentioned that, um, Holly, you didn't have tons of experience. And Andrew, you mentioned earlier that most of your new members don't have experience. What does the training process look like with such an intensive group like this? Yeah, the training process, it is a little, it's very accelerated, I should say, but we try to make it bite-sized pieces. And so we start out the first uh, week or two, you just start taking uh, shifts at the dairy. And that's where members that are outgoing or just returning members, people that have a lot of experience on this dairy, show the new members how things are done where our protocols are, and just kind of really teach about how to do these shifts. After about two weeks, when the new members start getting kind of comfortable with taking shifts and are getting familiar with the protocols and everything, that's when we then introduce chairs. And so on week two or week three, depending on just how schedule's going and how everything's looking, that's when we'll start working on chair assignments. And so each person, each new member that gets selected gets to choose what their top three chairs are. So first pick chair, second pick, and then third choice. And so then the president goes through and tries to figure out how to best assign chairs so that it matches what people want to do and somewhat what they're good at. And so after the chairs are assigned, the first couple weeks is just pretty much shadowing their chair and training on shifts. After that, they might be starting to check off on shifts. And so each shift has to be checked off on where the new member would go around and do it on their own like there was no one else there. But there is still an older member watching. We have a checklist of things that we need to see done and just making sure that they are truly are ready and that they're not going to make any kind of mistakes or that you know if they do make a mistake, it's not a big one. You know, mistakes happen. And so then on the chair training side of things, after those first two, three, four weeks of watching the old chair and kind of learning what they're doing, that's when new members kind of start to tend to take over. And so they'll start taking over the chair and taking over some of those responsibilities one at a time. So the outgoing chair will then just be kind of supervising, making sure things are going well. And then usually about two weeks before spring break, spring break is usually our cutoff for training. So about two weeks before spring break, that's when they tend to take over everything and just start going on their own 
And then they just have that member for about two weeks where they can just refer back if they find there's something that they're not aware of that they need help with. Yeah. And coming from a new member side of that, um, it is a very accelerated process. Um, you have to have at least two trainings before you can start checking off if you feel really confident. But honestly, I you can take as many shifts as you want. I took plenty to make sure I was really confident and comfortable with what I was doing. But yeah, it's very helpful. The old members are super informative, very open to asking questions. Um, and they once you've shadowed a few times, they start letting you kind of get hands-on and you learn very, relatively quickly how to do each task and do it well. Um, so yeah, it was definitely an interesting process, but I'm pretty confident on everything now. I could take shifts alone. And generally you do, when you schedule, you can schedule with other people as well. So as you build your confidence, you can split up the tasks and it's sometimes a little bit more efficient that way as well. So if one person wants to milk one string of cows and the other person can work on the other string or go and do bottles or something. Um, and then, yeah, as you get more experienced, you can branch out and be more independent. So what does your selection process look like for members when you guys are looking through all these applications? What do you look for in a new member if it's not? They have to have so much dairy experience. Yeah, so I can speak to this. I know Holly can probably speak on the application side, what it seems like but I can speak more on what we're looking for. So the application process starts with just a written application. It's, a, I think, a three-page document with just some questions to get to know the applicant a little better and you know find out what their major is, what their interests are, their career goal, and then why they want to join CUDS. So really what we're looking for is someone that's excited about CUDS and really is excited about cows. We do ask about dairy experience. However, it's definitely not a prerequisite. Even if someone has a lot of dairy experience, doesn't mean they're a shoe in. And so one of the biggest things I think is that excitement about cuds. After that, we start looking at, okay, what program are they in? Um, you know, are they something besides just pre-vet? You know, we like to see more diversity than just, you know, pre-vet students getting experience for vet school. Although we still have, you know, a significant portion of those too. And then we just kind of make sure there's no big glaring air issues. And then we bring them in for an interview. So that usually takes, so applications are usually due end of October, then mid November we'll have interviews. And so then right after interviews the next week, that's when we'll decide. And so in the interview, we're looking to see, you know, how professional is the person um, and just, Really, it, a lot of it's about the excitement about codes. And so that makes you feel good when you have an applicant that comes in and really just kind of talk, can't stop talking about codes and how excited they are um, and just cows and all that kind of stuff. You know, and you can really see a difference in people that are super excited or not. And so then after we go through all the interviews and all the applications, we then make decisions on who we'd like to offer membership into CUDS. And so that occurs usually right before Thanksgiving break. So then we'll call every single person that applies usually and let them know, hey, you got in or no, you didn't. You know, you're welcome to try again next year. And so the people that got or offered a membership can definitely accept. And we always like when they accept, um, but we they can deny it if for some reason their schedule changes and 
you know, they find out they have a heavy class load or something like that. Yeah. And then coming from this perspective of someone who's just joined in this recent application uh, cycle, it is, it's honestly just like a job application. They really just want to know what you're about, what kind of experience you have. It does not have to be livestock related. Like Andrew said, um, obviously that does help, but the whole point of CUDS is educational. So really, like I said, I had no experience. Um, you're just coming into this to learn really. Um, and then, yeah, they want to interview you. Um, it's genuinely just to see how quick you are on your feet, how you can adjust to certain scenarios, if there were to be an issue, how you would react. And also just to make sure you're kind of a team player willing to work with the other members, uh, as long as you show that you are cooperative and you're not going to cause an issue with anyone else, then, you know, like we're open to all kinds of applicants. Yeah, finding reliable members will certainly help everything run smoother. Like you can't be messing around with live animals. But so moving a little bit of a different direction, what are each of your career goals and has Good Cuts provided you any relevant experience to that? Well, um, I'm on the pre-vet track. So Cuds is definitely giving me a lot of that hands-on experience. I'm learning so much already, learning how to give vaccinations and things that will definitely serve me well if I make it into vet school. Um, and the other nice thing is it gives you a lot of networking opportunities with, um, like we mentioned earlier, we work closely with Dr. Adams Progar. Um, so it's great to get in contact with them. The vets as well are out all the time to help with different issues and just things going on at the dairy. So you get to know them quite well, um, as well as the dairy managers. And um, we do a CUDS review every every year. And a lot of those reviewers have a lot of um, connections as well that can just help with the career field, even if the specific uh, member isn't wanting to do vet school, you can get linked up with people in different dairies or other industries, nutrition, that kind of thing. Um, it really just helps you get to know a lot of people and figure out what track you might want to go on as well. Yeah. So, I mean, my career goal is to go back to the dairy and operate it. And so CUDS really is, I think, a good mock for that. I mean, it doesn't transfer one to one. There are some differences between what happens at the Cuds Dairy and what happens out in the commercial, just because we have more people and a different labor situation than a lot of other dairy farms. It's been really helpful to get that experience of how we manage cows and why we manage them a specific way and looking at kind of that behind the scenes work that goes on. And so that's been really helpful for my career. And then like Holly mentioned, that networking opportunities that CUDS has primarily from CUDS review, but also, you know, there are just so many networking opportunities and, you know, we have our CUDS reviewers come from everything. We've got dairy producers, financial consultants. We had a guy from Northwest Farm Credit Services for a while. We've got Zoetis reps. We've got uh, social media people, uh, people that work with social media on like Washington, uh, dairy farmers from Washington. And so you know, it's really helpful in that aspect. Yeah. And then like Andrew was touching on there, we have um, a lot of connections beyond just animal science. Like the financial side of CUDS is a huge portion of the club and it like can be applied to so many other fields as well as the inventory with drugs and supplies. Um, and again, PR, like my position, you learn how to network and increase your presence and just really navigate different aspects of technology and finances and that kind of thing. 
Is there anything that you guys are really looking forward to in the next year? Any conferences or anything? Field trips? Um, a lot of our um, field trips that we're planning are still very much in the works. But um, we have the dairy conference, which we do every year. Um, so that is exciting. We always get pumped up for that. Um, and then kind of like I mentioned earlier, we have a few plans to go to a big facility and see like those automatic milkers and things like that, that, uh, we wouldn't get to see normally on a cuds day. Um, so yeah. And we also, um, try and do like, uh, just those bonding opportunities, which are always something to look forward to getting closer with the members. Another opportunity also that we have um, is we are trying to plan a fundraising thing with um, Ferdinand's. So potentially, it's still very much in the works, but potentially selling some ice cream or something like that to help uh, raise some money for CUDS and help us kind of, you know, get some more funding. Oh, cool. I'll definitely check that out when you guys get going. So is there any other ways that people can support CUDS or before we wrap this up or contact you? Yeah, um, we are going to be working on getting those fundraisers together, um, trying to potentially sell merchandise or um, do a kind of community um, opportunities where everyone can get together and um, donate to support CUDS or, you know, get some Ferdinand's ice cream. Uh, but yeah, we'll have a lot of those scheduled coming up. So those are something to look forward to. Yeah, like Holly was saying. Best way to support us is buying ice cream or cheese from Ferdinand's. And then if you want to get in contact, probably the easiest way would be to go to our Instagram, which is Cuds of WSU, no spaces. And on our bio, we've got the link for our website too, which you can also get to by just Googling WSU Cuds or the specific address is wsucuds.weebly.com. And so that'll take you there. We have all sorts of information on our website. And then if you have any questions on our website, there should be a contact us section or you can just DM our Instagram and we'll get you connected with someone who can answer your question. Yeah. Feel free to shoot us a DM. We're always posting stories and things you can slide up on or just shoot us an email. We'll be willing to talk to anyone who's interested in getting to know more about CUDS. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I'll post that contact information in the show notes um, if anyone wants to get in contact with you. Um, I appreciate your guys' insight and sitting down with me to talk about cuts. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for having us on. Thank you for listening to the Cougs Talk Stock Podcast, brought to you by Washington State University Extension. You can review, rate, and subscribe on iTunes or anywhere you listen. Find us online at soundcloud.com forward slash Cougs Talk Stock, where the additional resources from our podcast are linked. Let us know if you have any burning questions or suggestions at Cougs Talk Stock at WSU.edu. This podcast is brought to you by Hannah Browse, Sarah Drager, Dr. Don Llewellyn, and Natasha Moffat-Hemmer, and is produced by Connors Communications at Washington State University. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by guests of this podcast are their own and does not imply Washington State University's endorsement.